Father, I come to you right now as we do this edition, this message of the Blue Book, asking you to have your hand on this message, Father. For you bring the Holy Spirit into this message so the articulation, interpretation of this word is what you want it to be, Father. For we wrestle not against black and white paper. That's not the fight. Though it has become the fight, it is not the fight. The fight is principalities and powers, which is the battle of the Holy Spirit. And we thank you, Father, for the victory. We thank you. We know the ending. But we ask you to help us understand the message that's in here today and to honor you. We do it in the glory of the Lord. And I bless every single person listening, every single person watching, that whatever comes of this helps them. And we collectively get blessed by your word. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. You're now tuned in. And here you are. Hope you're having a good day. Hope you're enjoying your day. Whether we're catching you in the morning when you're getting up, stretching out, uh, uh, getting ready for a long day, whether it's work or errands or just a bunch of stuff you got to do, having breakfast and coffee. Or because you're halfway through your day when you went through some trials, tribulations, um, has some victories. Overall, God has blessed you and you've seen it or you're struggling to get to it. Either way, we're in the, that, that or the midday madness. Or ending your day right now, where you're just having dinner with your family, slowing down, calming down after a long day of errands and work. We know it's hot, holy cow hot, but you are now slowing down and reflecting on today. However, we're catching you. You're now tuned in to the Blue Book, presented to you by C-Rep Ministries and hosted by your boy Blue. Get unified. There's so many things happening, whether it's on a religious level or it's on a political level. There are a lot of things happening, a lot of things going on right now. Hard to keep up, hard to really find out, really hard to determine where the truth is at. And right now, the truth is extremely hard to decipher unless you are walking in the way of the Lord, walking in His promise and praying. He will give you that answer. He will give you comfort and all other things. But if you're not walking in his promise, if you're not saved by grace, and if you're not taking him for his glory, you're not going to catch on. The voice is not going to be in your ear the way you need it to be, and you're not going to be doing the things that you need to be doing. And you're going to be lost and just working, hustling for hell, and just, you know doing whatever it may be but if you're in the promise you're hearing the voice doing the best you can to to to, to obey it 
and you do read your word and you do study or you do let the Holy Spirit speak to you through the word or all that stuff, you're going to be very, very, very cautious of what you hear and what you see and what the truth is. So I encourage everybody listening or viewing this, we need to get in the grace of the Lord. We need to get in his glory and do things for his glory. That will make life so much easier. Okay? However, today's message is going to be very beautiful. It's honoring the Lord with your wealth. Okay? Honoring him with your wealth. Okay? Now, God can bless you. You get a whole bunch of wealth, and what are you going to do with it? Whether you get a whole bunch of food, whether you get a whole bunch of money, what are you going to do with it? Are you going to splurge it? Are you going to save it up for your own self? Or are you going to bless God's people with it? Or are you going to do the godly thing with it? That's the choice you got to make for yourself. But that's what today's word is today, is honoring the Lord with your wealth. Or your wealth. Okay? Um, is it only just wealth? Well, the wealth, the wealth, the 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 wealth of the rich, the wicked is ordered for the righteous, which which that means is that although they have the money, that eventually it'll trickle into the righteous, and we will do the right thing with it. So they may have the money, but it spends, it goes fast because they are impulsive. They don't do things that they should be doing with it. They lose their homes, they lose their cars, they lose their companies because they're not doing what the Lord would want them to do with it. Okay? God never said we're going to be wealthy on a monetary level. God can bless you, and if you're walking in the promise, you're going to know what you need to do. Okay? I know what I would do if I had wealth. If God blessed me with a bunch of food, me and the wife, we distributed it. We got a whole bunch of food when this pandemic started happening. We went and distributed it to people that we knew needed it. Some that may just wanted a couple of couple of drinks, a couple of soda pops. Hooked them up. We did it in the glory of God. We didn't do it because we felt a uh, 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 condemnation on it. We felt that we felt we felt like we were, it's a blessed to be a it's a blessing to be a blessing, so to speak. Okay, when you store up you distrust okay now that goes different for different people and different things that's not just a blanket statement that could be like for us i personally don't believe in banks okay i do have a bank account for the bills online that is the truth i do have that and i put money in the bank accordingly to the bills i have to get paid that's the truth but most of my money that i've made for my job is in my safe and, and i do that because I believe that banks rip people off. Okay? Bottom line. Same as that. I don't keep money in my in my account like that. Because I have been frauded on and I don't want that to happen ever again. Glory to God, I got my money back and so forth. But I don't put value in money. I don't put value in the system. I put value in God and I put value in what I earn. Okay? And then I use that according to God's will. I have a home, I have a family, we are okay, we're taken care of, God has blessed us, and that's all it needs to be done. We have, we have our vehicles, they're not beautiful 2020 vehicles, but they're enough to get us through, and that is what matters, 
It doesn't matter how pretty it is. It matters if it gets the job done. That's what matters. Okay. Anyhow, that's what we're going to be on. Uh, we're going to explain this in more detail. But <clears throat> before we do all that, anyone who knows this this podcast knows exactly what we're about to do. And as soon as I get this thing working right, we will be doing that. Sometimes we have problems. Technical issues. Sometimes. Had one yesterday too, actually. Tell you the truth. Okay. So, I pledge allegiance to the Christian flag. And the Savior for whom kingdom it stands. One Savior. Crucified. Risen. And coming again. With life. Liberty. All those who believe. Okay. So. We are going to be. In. The good book, whether it's on technology or whether it is in the good book itself. However you choose to get your word, that is all that's all you. I choose to get my word from the word. The God-inspired, Holy Spirit-filled, amplified version word of God. Understand. This word is paper and ink unless the Holy Spirit's power is running through it. People have doctrines and master's degrees in educating themselves with the word of God. Unless you have the Holy Spirit interpreting this thing for you. That's all it is. Ink and paper. But the alive version part of this is when you have the Holy Spirit inside the word. And you're reading it and it comes alive to you because you see what God is speaking to you. It's revealed. The secrets of the word is revealed to you through the Holy Spirit. That's the difference between this book and every other book. Okay? So, we're going to be in Proverbs, which is an Old Testament book. After Psalms. Before Isaiah. Proverbs. And we're going to be in Proverbs chapter 3 verse 9 okay Proverbs 3 9 where we're going to be so let's get some perspective on what's going on here the Israelites were con commanded by the Lord to give the first of their crops to the Lord out of gratitude for his bountiful provision which is in Deuteronomy 25 1 through 3 and 9 through 11 they were also commanded to tithe okay tithe 10% or give of to give a tenth of their wealth to the Lord. Numbers 18, 21 through 24. About 400 years after Solomon's death, the Lord accused Israel of robbing him by not tithing. He ordered, bring the full tithe into the storehouse. Malachi 3.10. We spoke about that yesterday. It's important to recognize that tithing was man mandated for Israel. Not for all people everywhere. Although God does not require Christians to tithe. Okay. 
Not required to. Not all do. It's not required. But it's helpful. The idea of giving a portion of our income to God's work is a good start to our giving. We ought to give regularly and pro proportionally, which is in 1 Corinthians 16, 2, as well as bountiful to 2 Corinthians 9, 6, and one's cheerful free will, 2 Corinthians 9, 7. So what this is saying is that for the God God's work, okay, now, again, we go into the same thing we went into in a previous message. Your giving isn't exclusively money. This can be any type of income, food, goods, or money that comes into your household. Your gratitude for that is to give to God's people. Or, I mean, we're all God's people. Every single person born is God's people. Because honestly, when you give to someone, you don't, you don't even know if they believe in the Lord. Are you going to go around asking people, hey, do you believe in God? Do you believe in God? Okay, I'm going to give it to you. Do you believe in God? That, that, that's, that, that's, that's, not, that's not even sensible. You give to God's people. Okay? And when you give to God's people, you give with a cheerful heart in the glory of God, and it happens that way. Okay? Now, it doesn't mean your whole bank account, the 10%. It means what you have on you, what you're working with, what you are desiring to have. If you run into it, give 10%. It's a little portion of what you have. Okay? Does it mean you go through all your stuff and you separate 10% of all the money you have in your pocket and you wait to give it to somebody? No, that's, not, that's unrealistic. It's a metaphor for you to say, I have a lot, I can, I can give the Lord a little because of my cheerful giving. Whether it's to a charity, whether it's to the God, a, God's, a house of God, whether that's to a homeless person or someone who is less fortunate or whatever, someone it's a bit of what you have. The storehouse is a. It, it could be a person, place, or thing. It doesn't have to be just a church. It doesn't say church. It doesn't say God's house. It says a storehouse, which means it could be anything, person, place, or thing. Okay. The Lord deems the heart of a giver of greater value than the gift. Exactly. The gift is. The is what you get in, 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 in substance. The heart of the giver is what matters. The heart of you saying, okay, I am going to give you, not because I have to, but because I honest, I genuinely want to help you. And I'm doing it out of the glory of God. God loves you. Jesus loves you. You do it cheerfully. Okay? As this happens, and as you grow to do this, Yes, you want to help God's house. You want to help certain organizations that, that, that promote proper theology and God godliness. Okay, not every church is that way. Not every evangelist or minister is that way. So, there's a lot of false prophets out here. And if you give money to them because you think that that's the godly thing, you have to really start praying about what you're doing. Because there's a lot of false prophets out here. And if you're not on it, you'll be sucking into it. 
Okay. When Jesus saw a poor widow deposit two small copper coins into the temple's treasury, he commanded her, saying, She, out of her poverty, has put in everything she had, all she had on to live. That's Mark 12, 44. Do you understand that? She wanted to bless the Lord. So she blessed the Lord with everything she had, which is two copper coins. Everyone else put on just whatever. He's trying to get you to unwrestle with your heart and your spirit about giving. Is this matter of fact? It's the interpretation of this that matters. People argue this all the time. The interpretation isn't what matters. Yes, it does. <clears throat> because this can be taken way out of context if you're not in the Holy Spirit, listening to what the Holy Spirit is telling you, and interpreting according to the Holy Spirit. You're going to miss the entire ideal of this whole thing. Because this happens to be a very, 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 very tight topic. This is to be Holy Spirit interpreted. Where in the world do you think that this here should be taken literally? Where's the storehouse? Matter of fact, you're going to give 10% to the storehouse. Okay, where's the storehouse at? You tell me that. Where is the storehouse? Does it not mean a church? Okay, matter of fact, buddy. Matter of fact. I don't want to hear, I guess it is. I don't want to hear, isn't it? I don't want to hear that. You are, matter of fact, taking this biblical knowledge as literal fact. What is a storehouse? And you're going to give 10%? So you have better, after your taxes and all that stuff is taken out, take another 10% of what you, what, you, what you grossed and put that into whatever storehouse you believe it be. <clears throat> is it a storehouse, a, 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 a grocery store? Is a storehouse a mechanic shop? Is a storehouse... What is a storehouse? Look it up! You tell me if it tells me... If it, if it says church in it. Oh, I don't know. I'm just saying. I don't, I don't know. Exactly. This is to be taken by the Holy Spirit account and interpretation that God has given you in your life. If you do not take it that way, you're missing the entire point of the Bible. It is not meant to be read cover to cover. It's meant to be read piece by piece because knowledge and wisdom is inside the word that the Holy Spirit interprets. If you don't know that, then you don't know Christianity. Because the power of the Holy Spirit formed this earth, the power of the Holy Spirit blessed Jesus and did what Jesus and split that veil and the Holy Spirit today reigns over every single person like a cloud over the sky waiting for you to accept him so he can help you understand the word and the ways. This is not meant to be taken literally. It's meant to be taken supernaturally. Interpreted by the Holy Spirit. Doesn't the Bible say this? Yes, it does say that. But did you read it literally or did you pray about it, get in the Spirit, and let the Holy Spirit interpret it for you? I read it literally. It literally says this. Okay, Old Testament. Okay, chop a arm off. Okay, pluck an eye out. Okay. You know how that happened? If they took a literally and they're plucking eyes out and cutting hands off of everybody who did something sinful, it's better not to have one to have one hand than have one and then one sinful. Are you serious? What does that mean to you? I don't understand 
how people can literally say that we're going to take this Bible literally and start doing the things that it's supposed to, it says in actual black and white text. That, yes, the, the Holy Spirit will sometimes give it to you straight. And you'll be like, okay, that makes sense to me. Literally, the Holy Spirit told me this. And it may be the literal words. Who knows? Like John 3.16 says, that's literal. But the Holy Spirit will guide you to the literal part of it. If it's supposed to be a metaphor or something to learn, he'll give you the words in between the words and give you the hidden secrets in the word of God. For some reason, people just... I don't know. I, I don't know. I've been seeing this complaint a lot. And people are just losing their marbles over this. Literal, you know, literal. Check your theology, bro. Figure, you know, ask a theologian, someone who knows what they're talking about. It might help you. Because this here is the God-breathed, Holy Spirit-inspired Word of God. Interpreted by the Holy Spirit. Given to you as a gift and a training tool of life. The basic instructions were fully leaving Earth. Pretty simple. Anyhow, I'm getting on a way to way of a tangy. Okay, so we got that done. Let's go to the scripture. Proverbs 3:9. Honor the Lord with your capital and sufficiency. Okay. Honor the Lord with your capital. Which just means what you have the most of. Capital doesn't always got to be money. It's what you have the most of. And sufficiency, which is what gives you sufficient. Whether it's money, food, uh, goods, whatever. From righteousness, labors. Which you earned it. You took care of it. You earned it. You, 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 you did something for it. And with the fruits of all your income. First fruits of all came. So there's a very big parallel. Um, it's a very big parallel with this one and Malachi 3.10. This is saying honor him with yours. This isn't saying anything about tithing. This is honor him. And the first fruits which means you're not going to give someone your sloppy seconds. You're going to give them, you know, oh, I can, I can spare this, so I'm going to give them this. You're going to, you're going to, you're going to give them the garbage, or the less loved, less inadequate to what you have. Give your first fruits. Give them what you have. God will honor it. See, people have a hard time with this because it requires you to one, give from a cheerful heart. But to give of what you have that's in good taste. Not in what you have in the back corner. Now yes, if you go out and do a garage sale. And you put all the stuff that you don't need out there. And they choose to come buy it. That is a different story. That's a whole different ballgame. You know, oh, I have this old thing. And that old thing, garage sales. And you put it out there. You put a price tag on it. They come buy it. You negotiate. You buy it. Whatever. That is a different situation. I'm talking someone coming up to you and asking you for something. And you give them your, 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 your third me downs. Because you don't want to give up your nice stuff. Well, give them what you have. First fruits. God will honor it. God will honor you in your giving. Okay? Honor God in yours. Like, oh, this person always gives good stuff. If I need something, he always hooks me up. And then somewhere, somewhere on the line, God's going to gonna, gonna, gonna rebound that. 
you're gonna get you're gonna he's gonna pour out the like the like the like Malachi 3 10 says he's gonna pour out unlock the windows of heaven and pour out blessing you can't receive he's going to do bless you if you give if you give he'll bless you if you don't give and you do all this stuff what do you expect what are you expecting you're not gonna get anything God, God, God wants a cheerful giver not a not 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 a hateful hater okay so honor the Lord with your capital and sufficiency okay the best of what you have and sufficiency what you're sufficient in whatever it may be capital best of sufficiency from righteous labors okay righteous labors righteous labors this isn't say anything you do righteous labors what does righteous labors mean meaning that you did something legally without damaging your faith your body or your spirit and you did it righteously Okay, we're gonna actually jump into this one because I this I can sell people are gonna have a hard time with this one. Let's see. Uh, okay, ten nine. First fruits of your heart. Farmers are the thing you produce first. You produce. All right. So, let's see what it talks about in other versions. If it says righteous labors in other versions, because people are gonna be all over this one. Um, first fruits. I'm looking for that translation and other translations. Okay, so I'm seeing a bunch of other stuff, but I'm not seeing that particular wording. Okay, so that must be only an amplified wording translation, which is actually a really good translation. Because, I say this because people think all things are honorable. I grew up with Selling your body or selling drugs is unhonorable. Everything else is honorable. That's how I grew up. This Amplified Bible says, from righteous labors. Okay, which I'm going to go with that one because that really, really matters. Although it isn't other translations, it's in this translation. And I think they put it in there because they don't want people to think that anything is good. And the KJV, for some reason... Honor the Lord's substance and with the fruits of, of, of thy increase. Okay. And that's. Okay. So yeah, I don't see that translation. Uh, I'm going to go with it just because it makes more sense. I like the way it put, it's put. And people are like, well, it's not in the Bible, so I'm not going to do it. I'm going to say something. That's why it's called uh interpretation of the Holy Spirit this happens to be written in the amplified version so righteous labors working doing things the right way not selling bad stuff not selling your body or drugs meaning you're doing the right thing privately or uh, or officially publicly whether you're part of a business or you just you're independent okay my wife happens to be an independent. She uh, she's a housekeeper. She does the right thing. She goes around cleaning people's houses. Her clients. She has clients. She don't just go around random. She has clients she works with, and she goes in there cleans her houses. That's a righteous labor, because she's doing. She ain't selling nothing but her services of cleaning house. 
which is very, very good. People need a clean house, trust me, I'll tell you that. I happen to be a vendor. I get a paycheck. I pay taxes on those paychecks. And then I I do what I do with it. That's a righteous labor because I'm not selling anything. That's illegal. I'm not selling my body or drugs. I'm putting stuff on a shelf. It's up to you to do what you do with it. Not wrong. <laughs> not casino work, security work, or whatever job you may have. If you're a vendor or you're in the grocery business, all righteous labor. If you sell your body or sell drugs, that's not a righteous labor. That hurts people and hurts you. We're not going to get in that topic. We're not going to get in that topic. Just understand it's righteous labor. Okay? So, that being said, let's see what the other translations say. Okay? Anything different? I'll tell you. Okay, honor the Lord with your wealth, with the fruits of first fruits of your crops, which is in NIV. The ESV says, honor the Lord with your wealth and with your first fruits of all your produce. KW says, honor the Lord God with thy substance and with the first fruits. Substance. It didn't even say wealth. This one, the KJV says, substance. With your substance, thy substance, and with the first fruits of thy increase. And ASB says, honor the Lord with your wealth and with the first of all your produce. NLT, honor the God, Lord God with your wealth and with the best part of everything you produce. And CSB says, honor the Lord with your possessions and with the first produce of your entire harvest. Honor the God, Lord God. God wants it. Holla at him. Give Caesar what Caesar. God was God. Still waiting for someone to come out with this storehouse interpretation uh, uh, definition not going to have one because storehouse doesn't mean church it just means person place or thing tell you okay so let's go down the list here and see what we got going on here substance substance most of it's substance now labors okay in the uh in the lxx version honor the lord thy lord with thy just labors just labors there you go and give him the first of thy fruits of righteousness okay substance 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 okay here again god's word translation talks about wealth the best part of all your income um okay that lord okay that's on the good news uh, translation it says honor the lord by making him an offering from the best of all your land pro uh, produces wealth Substance again, honor Jehovah with thy substance and with the first fruits of thy increase. Possessions is in the Holman Christian Standard Bible. Wealth, wealth, wealth. Substance. Wealth again in a, in a New Living Translation. Best for that. Wealth, wealth, wealth. Wealth. Everything you own. Honor God with everything you own. Give him the first and the best. Substance, 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 substance. Okay. So most of it is substance or wealth. Okay. So again, we must understand one very valuable thing. Give give God cheer to God cheerfully. Be a good steward of what you have. And 
honor the Lord with your capital and your sufficiency, from righteousness, labor, and with the first fruits of all your income. Pretty simple. Okay. And this wonderful version says, Honor the Lord with your wealth, with the first fruits of your income. Then your barns will be filled to overflow, and your vents will brim over with new wine. And that's going to be in 10 as well. So, so shall your storage places be filled with plenty, and your vans shall be overflowing with new wine. Deuteronomy 28-8. Okay. Translation. Interpretation with the Holy Spirit. You shall, you shall, so you shall storage places be filled with plenty, and your vans shall be overflowing with new wine. Okay, let's interpret this. Your place should be overflowing with plenty. What does that mean? That means if you give somebody something, interpretation, you're not gonna you're not gonna just all of a sudden magically appear a whole bunch of stuff and because you gave something, all of a sudden you go back in there and boom, you get all kind of No. What this means is that in time you'll be blessed. God will bless you. God will open doors for you. God will God will show you an increase, and pretty soon, by, the by before you know it, you're going to have a lot more than what you even began with. It's a parable of obedience and selflessness. That's what this is. It's selflessness and obedience to God. If you, again, interpretation, if you give with a cheerful heart of your increase, just... Not give someone your your, your hand-me-downs, but you're just. It will return to you in time, and by the time, by, before you know it, you're going to have more than what you had to begin with. But as a test of your heart and your spirit, whether or not you have learned to discipline yourself to put yourself down, like lay your life down, no more me, 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 locking in the promise, and give of a cheerful heart as God would give. Use discernment. No one says don't do, don't be don't be careful. But don't be careful so much to where you lack God's favor and love for someone. Careful but courteous. Careful but courteous. Careful but courteous. Interpretation. Right here. Holy Spirit interpreted. Just that little verse. And those people who say the Bible isn't to be interpreted, are you kidding me? <laughs> Where are you at? And your vats shall be overflowing with new wine. What does that mean? You're going to have a whole bunch of barrels inside your, inside your storage or your house that have a bunch of wine just pouring out? No! That's another parable! Your vats will be pouring over with new wine, which means you will have the... God will bless you with new things as well. God's going to not only give you an increase, but you're going to find that you're going to have new stuff. You're going to have, you know, um, God's going to give you this and God's going to give you that according to your needs and according to His will in your life, according to how you perceive it. Okay? Perception can be deception if you're not in the Lord. What if I don't drink wine? What if I don't want wine? Why does it say exactly my point right now? Now, it's an interpretation 
of a parable that tells you in so many words you give with cheerful heart you do the lord's work you honor god in it you don't give anybody your garbage you give them what is what god tells you to give them and god will return it to you stocked up and overflowing does that mean wealth no it doesn't always mean wealth it can mean anything anything according to your needs as an individual The problem lies here. One, people get on this wealth kick like God's going to give you wealth beyond you can imagine. That is not the interpretation in this right now or any, any time. He, is not, he, he does not promise you wealth beyond your measure. He promised you blessings beyond your measure. Storage place to be playable finny and your vent shall be overflowing with new wine. There's nothing about monetary gain in this this is about god's blessing well god bless you with money it will determine on your needs according to his will if money is needed god will provide provide it if food and water needed he will provide it Whatever your need is, you walk in his will, he sees it, you pray, you have your you walk in the promise, God will bless. That just that means and that that all determines on whether or not you're not stuck up by all kinds of sins and all kinds of bondage and everything you need to get through too. So launch to this. This is this, this isn't just this isn't just a one-way ticket. Follow the promise. Be spirit led. God will bless when you give. Holy Spirit interpreted. It's not my interpretation. I don't even... I'm just going by what God, the Holy Spirit is telling me to tell you right here in this interpretation. The problem, the hang up we have right now in this nation or world, whatever, is putting ourselves down here where the Lord wants us to not think selfishly, not think of myself. God will bless me. I am to bless others. I am to be uh, faithful in blessing others according to His will. Then, and only then, will He bless me back. And, and whatever I, my need is according to His will. Okay, let's summarize this thing. The chapter of Proverbs is addressed to Solomon's son. The term, my son, occurs 15 times in the chapter 1 through 7. The words may apply to one of the Sol Solomon's students in his court or to one of, the, of his biological sons. Really don't know. The application of wisdom in Proverbs 3 shows the benefits of trusting in the Lord with one's whole heart. Trusting in the Lord with one's whole heart. Solomon credits obedience to and trust in God for longevity, success, guidance, wealth, rewards that exceed monetary wealth, rewards that exceed monetary wealth. Are you, are you hearing me? Are, are you tuned in? Are you listening? Rewards that exceed monetary wealth. Enjoyment 
peace, security, confidence, excitement, human in human relations. The Lord's blessing and favor and honor as with all proverbs, biblical or otherwise, their purpose is to impact general wisdom, not absolute prophecy like the original audience. Modern readers are not expected to see these guidelines as absolute guarantees for any one person. And that's what I just said to you. These are not guarantees. There are theological operational means that he not guarantee you any substance of anything. He is telling you that if you give of a cheerful heart, you give of what you have, you will get back in some way, shape, or form according to his will in your life. There's no guarantee of anything. Give, it shall be given back. Just be prepared in your mind that the only thing guaranteed is your salvation if you walk in the Lord. That's it. I can't live that way. I need a guarantee. Satan doesn't even guarantee you anything. Hate to break it to you. Satan doesn't guarantee you nada. He promises you. He doesn't guarantee you. So that whole thing is a bunch of nonsense too. Okay. Bottom line in this message, guys, is that give with a cheerful heart. Give according to God's will and you shall see the miracles of the Lord. God will do for you according to his will in your life. And he'll give you the love, loves of your heart too. Sometimes you get this, sometimes you get that. I mean, just recently I just bought myself a new computer. I worked hard, listened to God, <clears throat> God had it on my heart. I went down and actually got it cheaper than what I expected to get it. So when we get the, the new studio open, hopefully soon, we got a desk, we got a computer. I'll be using this one I'm on right now and that one. So I'll have two different computers I'll be working on, recording. I'll be doing all kinds of stuff. It's going to be UMO Broadcasting, C-Rep Ministries. It's going to be just wonderful. I can't wait to have a bigger area to work in and to be able to do a bunch of stuff. Okay. God blessed me. I worked hard. God gave it to me. Put it on my heart. It happened. Operational theology. It's a wonderful thing. All operational. It works that way. Okay. Give a triple heart. Be diligent. Be led by the Lord. Okay. Check out our radio station. Fantastic station. It is umolv.com. Umolv.com. Unity Radio. Inspiring urban music 24 hours a day, 7 days a week. You're going to love it. It's good. The, the link will be in the archive. Okay? Fear. Respect God. Follow Jesus. And let the Holy Spirit flow through you like a Russian river. <laughs> until next time. Until next time. <laughs> and until next time. Jesus.
Start, bis er es finished.